0: hey you guys welcome to the main and magic podcast your stop for all things disney i'm your host dawn brown and this is episode 34 whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via disney entertainment i'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way You can catch the links to our audio recordings on our website at mainandmagic.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Just search for the Main and Magic podcast. After the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. In this episode, Katie and I discuss one of the most asked questions about Walt Disney World trip planning when is the best time to go? We talk about all the factors you'll need to consider to choose the time that'll work best for the trip you're planning. We even included a downloadable worksheet to help you get started. And of course, we answer the question ourselves and our answers might surprise you. So join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and Magic. Welcome aboard everybody. Come on in, grab a seat. You know we have room for everybody. Uh, Joining me today is Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. Hello.
1: Hello. How are you? Thank you. I'm glad to be here as always. So this is our first
0: time recording in 2022.
1: It is.
0: This is kind of the perfect topic for January, I like it. We're gonna be, yeah. yeah, we're gonna be talking about probably one of the most common questions <laughs> <laughs> uh, that people ask when they're sitting down to start thinking about, you know, maybe we want to go take a trip to Walt Disney World. This is specifically for Walt Disney World. Might do this. Or Disneyland at a different time because it is that there is a there's a special situation with Disneyland that doesn't exist with Walt Disney World. But anyway, we're going to be talking about when is the best time to go? What what month should you go to Disney to Disney World or what you know, what time of year should you go to Disney World? Uh, It's kind of a loaded question.
1: Any month that has 28 days. (laughs) Every every month that has 28 days. Let me rephrase.
0: (laughs) I disagree. (laughs) Uh, uh, If you've been listening for a while, you probably already know that we disagree on this. Um, But anyway, we're going to kind of go through some different factors to consider when you are starting to think about planning your trip and we're just going to cover some basics and share some insights about each one of these things and at the end we'll kind of wrap it all up and bring it all home and and then we'll go from there. So, uh we're we're going to start out with a list of things that you need to consider before you settle on, you know, making your reservations or, you know, contacting your travel advisor. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is probably the first thing that is is going to come to mind and that is who are you traveling with? So, you know, are you traveling with like just your family, like your spouse and your kids or Is this an extended family trip where you're going to be having, you know, grandparents and maybe like aunts and uncles and cousins or family friends or something like that? Um, Are you going by yourself? Are you going with just your friends? Like maybe you're meeting up there or maybe you're just going with your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, So that's kind of like the first thing that you need to think about. And Katie, I'm sure that you have planned all of those (laughs) scenarios. I sure have.
1: (laughs) Yes, there's, yes. Which, a complete side note, side note, if you have the opportunity to take a solo by yourself trip to Disney, even if it's a weekend, I highly recommend it. There is absolutely nothing wrong with going by yourself just throwing it oh, out there like no totally I completely
0: agree. In fact, I even when I was like making notes for this one, I wrote down that a future show topic has to be traveling solo to Disney. We'll go into that in a separate episode, but yeah, I totally agree with you. It's so it's yeah. so awesome to just be it like, really is. <laughs> yeah, I just want to do this right now and I don't have to ask for permission.
1: <laughs> yep, and that's exactly it. But I just wanted to throw that out there because we're talking about going by yourself. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: um, then,
1: the um, next thing
0: after that, once you kind of know who you're traveling with, the next thing is, if you have kids in your group, what is your kid's school schedule? Like, what's their when's their school breaks at? I'm sure there's going to be differing opinions on this. So I will say when we were younger, my parents definitely took us out of school one year <laughs> right. to go down to Florida. It wasn't a solely Disney trip, but it was a floor you know, a trip to Florida. We had family down there. We did go to Disney, but we were young. Like I was in elementary school still. I, Personally, thinking about myself w- when I was in high school, I think I would have been really stressed out if my parents wanted to take me out of school for a vacation as as a high schooler. Like when you're a little kid, it's easy to make up a week of school because right. they're yeah. not getting a ton of homework and they're not jumping you know, it, you're not learning two plus two. And then the next week you're learning 17 times 37 divided by 12. Like, right. but in high school that can happen in the course of a day.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so I think I would have been really stressed out, but not every kid is going to be like, there's some high schools, you know, my brother, probably you could have took him out of school for a month and he'd have caught up
1: in five minutes
0: Cause he's just right. like smarter yeah. than me.
1: <laughs> See, we, our parents never pulled, we always did summer vacations. And I think that's a big reason why I really enjoy doing the summer vacation every year. But like, it was a lot different for us just cause you know, the time that my dad could get off of work and, and things like that were to consider. But, but for us now we granted James is younger, but we, we pull him out. And I always said like, I'm not going to pull James out of school and then you get the opportunity to go anywhere for that matter. But of course, Disney for us. And I'm like, yeah, he's fine. Let's just go. Eh, well, let's go. So, yeah. um, you know, everybody's different and you know how your kids are. But the other thing with the school break schedule and it kind of is going to coincide with something we're going to probably touch on in a little bit with um, how busy it is, is not everybody's school schedule is the same, too. So there's a lot to think about when you're looking at those type of things.
0: Yep, because I know when we were growing up, we got presidents week off. Right. But not all uh, not every school, not every region does that. They might have presidents day off, but we had the whole week. Yeah. So whereas yeah. some schools whereas like at Easter we had like a few days off but some schools at Easter they get the whole week off so it's
1: yeah and that happens in our area too just I mean um different school districts I mean like our school district is a week in February and a week at Easter and then you go a school district two school districts north and they have like you said President's Day off and then two weeks in April off so Um, And also summer vacations, because in Texas, they're
0: getting out of school in May, right? But up north, you know, I grew up in (laughs) Michigan, we didn't get out of school until June. So
1: our our last day of school is uh, June, like 22nd.
0: Yeah. I think it's like the middle of June up there. Yeah. Yep. So it's, you know, you have this whole month where only schools in the South. So it's like, if you want to go in summer and you live in the South, but you don't want to go in July cause it's going to be crazy. So yeah, there's like all these different little things to consider, but yeah. So your kid's school schedule. Um, the next thing is your budget. Like how much money do you have? How much money do you want to spend on a Disney vacation? And that's something that I know you work with a lot because people will come to you with their budget and say, "What can we get for this?"
1: Oh, yeah, and it's one of the hardest things because, and and I actually like me personally, and a lot of agents are different, but me personally, I've stopped asking this question because it's so it's so hard to realistically like. Back in the day, if you would if you went to Disney when you were younger, or you know even. 10, 15 years ago, a budget that you might think is reasonable to go to Disney, it's not the same anymore. So I always present with, you know, here's what we can do. What are you thinking of price wise? Here's what you're getting for it. Let's change it. But you have to go in with some kind of idea how much you want to spend. And then you have to take into account how much you're still spending when you're there. So there's a lot to that budget question. Yeah. It's a very tough, very hard, straight answer.
0: (laughs) Yes, because it's, you have to like really analyze, like, obviously your hotel and your park tickets, like how many days do you want to go to the park? Do you want to go to the water parks too? Do you you know, are you just going to go to two parks when you're there and the rest of the time you're going to hang out at the pool? Like, you know, there's all these different things because not everybody that's going to Disney for the first time or for the first time in a long time wants to go to all four parks, right? Right. Like the first time we took my nephew to Disney, we went to the Magic Kingdom and that's it. We didn't go to another park. Because he was two, like he, it was just before his third birthday. Hey, because you know, hot tip if your kid is under the age of three, they get in free, they're
1: free. <laughs> so, we were like
0: slipping that in real quick. Like, he's not going to remember it, of course, but we will. And, like, I have some of my favorite pictures of him from that trip. So, I'm so glad that I we did it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Like not everybody that's going down for a Disney vacation is wanting to go to every single park. If, if you know your kid and you know, your kid like couldn't care less about seeing a giraffe cause you got giraffes at home at your zoo or whatever, but like they have to go on the Star Wars stuff and they want to go ride space mountain. There's your two parks and you know, who cares about Epcot and animal kingdom and that kind of thing. So Yeah. Yeah. But and then you have to add in food for everybody. Like, do you want to do sit down meals? Here's what the average cost of those are versus the average cost of a quick service meal versus like, are you going to do groceries? And like, so like, yeah, when you call Katie, she's saying how much money do you want to spend? And then she's you know, and how long do you want to go? And then she's like mentally subtracting in her head how much food costs. Yes, I sure am. <laughs> and and then and the, like a daily allowance of souvenirs. And she's like, okay, you said $4,000 for five days. So that actually equals $2,500 for your park tickets and your hotel, you know. Yeah. um but I know how this, I know how this works. <laughs> it's like right. a reverse engineering.
1: <laughs> oh, it absolutely is. And like I, the other kind of question I'll ask too, when it comes to your budget is, you know, everyone sits there and I, I actually just talked to a client the other day who they're like, well, breakfast and dinner are our most important meals. Okay, so you're going to spend money on breakfast. You're going to spend money on dinner. But for me, the one thing that I'll ask a lot of times too, especially when it gets time to, um, doing dining reservations, which is another topic, but is what type of vacation person are you? Like when you go on vacation, are you a breakfast, lunch, and dinner? You have to eat all three. You got to do it. Or are you a, yeah? I can have a cup of coffee and I'll eat something along the way because I'm running around. Like everyone goes to amusement parks or the zoo or something like that. What do you do when you're there? Because more than likely, that's what you're going to do when you're in Disney. Right. So if you're too busy running around, you might not be eating breakfast and lunch because you want to see a lot. So the budget, there's lots of ways to fix a budget, lots of ways to fix your budget.
0: The next thing is the the actual cost in line with the budget is the actual cost of when you're going. And this changes throughout the year because they have a high season and, well, there used to be a low season, and now there's just, like, a moderate season. <laughs> there's, like, moderate and high, and that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. the cost can change based on, you know, like, of course, it's going to be more money the week of Thanksgiving because the place is going to be packed. So the as the availability goes down, the price tends to go up versus, like, if you go the first week of February, which will be significantly less. So that's going to affect what you're what you're going to pay. You can you can you can literally get the same vacation for less depending on when you go. But if it's super important for you to go at Christmas or you know for Halloween or you know for your child's birthday which just happens to be June 21st or whatever you might be paying more just for the pleasure of being there on, you know, at that time. And this is something again, that Katie tracks, she knows when the deals are coming and what they're going to be. And you can apply those after the,
1: I was just going to say that. Yes. After
0: you, after people book with you, if a deal comes out that applies to their trip, you can actually change it for them.
1: Yes. Yeah. So there's never, there's never a way out. You're never out of the fact that a deal might come out. So to say like, Oh, we'll just wait until something comes out. You don't have to get something on the books, get something going. And if you have the ability to save a little bit of money later on, yeah, that's the way to go.
0: Which brings us to our next thing, which is the discounts.
1: There it's, it's hard. You can never, and especially, Um, the way the past year has gone. So Disney just came out with a promotion uh, last week, and this was their first promotion that they've run in quite a number of months, which is very odd for them. Um, Usually there's always something happening where you'll be able to save on something, whether it's a free dining plan or a discount on your room or a discount on the tickets. There's always something. And recently... There has not because, well, basically, people are still paying to go. So why do they need to apply it? Why do do they need to do a discount? But, again, it goes back to even if they surprisingly throw something out there for you, we try and get it applied to your trip if we can. So, But just like any sale item, so here's the thing, though, too, with discounts is you can never – Um, again, you don't want to count on them because discount, think about going to the grocery store and, you know, they have buy two, get two Pepsi products. There's only a limited amount. And then once they're gone, like, yeah, you can get a rain check and you might be able to get it later, but when they're gone, they're gone. And that's kind of how the discounts run too for Disney is they only apply a certain amount of rooms. There there's only a certain amount allocated to being able to put into this offer And your rain check is basically, if somebody later on cancels, we can apply it later. But, you know, that's why you want to use an agent who is going to basically be up at the crack of dawn, clicking that button to try and get in there and and save you some money. So that way you don't have to.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. The next thing that you're going to want to think about is how long do you want to go for? And this kind of goes to what type of vacation do you want to have? Like, and who are you going with? Right. So if me and Katie were going together, we could go for a long weekend and like, do so much because we've been there enough times to know exactly what we want to do. And, you know, we don't necessarily need to be there for an entire week to do what we want to do. But If you're going with an extended family and you've got grandma and grandpa and you know you want to have some days where you can be a little more leisurely, you might want to go for seven or eight days. Or if it's just like you and your spouse and your kids or, you know, a a smaller group of people, but you really want to feel like you had time to do a lot of stuff, you know, five or six days might be enough. So it's, it's really... It's an important question because obviously how long do you want to go for is going to affect the price. Yes. But there's also kind of a, a situation where once you get beyond a certain number of days, the park tickets become so inexpensive per day. They sure do. And I want to say that's like after five days.
1: After five, yeah. Yeah. After five days, to add on a six-day usually runs about $20 a person, give or take. And then obviously from six to seven is less and so on and so forth. But um, yeah, so that's something that I'll always tell people too is if you're thinking of maybe making that six-day a break day, It's $20 to have a six-day. Even if you only go to Epcot at, say, 6 o'clock at night, it's costing you $20 to spend four hours in a park. Yeah. (laughs) So.
0: Which you um, can't even go to a movie. Right, (laughs)
1: exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Right.
0: So. um, And, like, let's be real. The park, you know, if they say the park closes at 10... The rides stop at ten, but like you can still go shopping and Until 11, take, take and pictures. pictures and, yeah, shop. oh yeah. So yeah, I'm not saying that you should cheat that way, but I mean you're kind of missing out if you don't.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, honestly, some of my best times in the park were like that that hour that hour after closing, where they're just trying to get people out, but. You know, I digress. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so obviously, like, your hotel room is not going to get cheaper on the sixth night. It's still going to be, and the the food is still going to be the same. But as far as, like, a per day cost, it can make a difference, and it can be something that you would want to consider. The next thing is... I don't. Where do you want to go next, Katie? We have we. Ha, I mean, we have this long list. What do you think is like the best next thing to go to?
1: Honestly, I I kind of think because I I was thinking about touching on this when we we're just talking about how long you want to go for, but kind of going into weather next because it can play into how long you're going to go for. In my opinion, it can play into how long you're going to go for for weather wise. Because I mean, obviously, again, everyone who's stuck with us for the past year knows that I'm a summer Disney fan love it I have no problem with the heat but with that being said like how long do you want to go for if it's that hot you're taking breaks in the middle of the day so if you're only going for five days do you want to go when it's 98 degrees out and you're wanting to take a break because then you're losing out on park time because you want to take a break but if you can get away with let's say you are going to go for nine or nine days ten days you have no problem with the heat. Taking a break isn't the end of the world because you have all these extra days. Follow what I'm saying? Like it's, you're not really losing anything. But if you're only going to go for five days, maybe going when it's cooler out and you're not dying at noon when it's nine. The, the heat of the sun is on you. The cooler weather isn't that that bad of a of an idea when you're only staying for a short amount of time.
0: Yeah, I can see that. So I, I joke about not like going in the summer. Um, <laughs> and, and like, it, so I would go by myself in the summer, or I would go with you in the summer because I know, even if you wanted to pull to to push through from noon to four, I could say girl, <laughs> I can't <laughs> I'm gonna bounce right. back to the hotel and 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 go swimming and take like a three hour long nap and I'll catch you Absolutely. back here and and you would be fine with it and it wouldn't matter yeah um but not everybody's like that right so yeah I like, you're you're never gonna see my husband there in the summer, <laughs> and if you do, you should call me because something is very wrong,
1: <laughs> right? And yeah, my mom, seriously. right? If you Same see here. my mom
0: there in June or July, you need to you need to call me immediately because she like so that's, yeah. got lost or something, <laughs>
1: um, right?
0: but like again like I could go with my dad or my brother and they might not love it but they're used to being outside in the summer heat for their job and again we could just take a break in the middle of the day but again you you're going to know the group that you're going with so right. this is to me yeah this is a big consideration M- my preference based on weather is like solely based on weather I would not go from basically the end of May through the middle of <laughs> September um, because I live in Texas, and I know, yeah, I know. that I don't want to go outside oh. during
1: that time when I'm where I live, so so basically what Don's saying is when Katie's in Disney, she is not, and <laughs> vice versa. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I've been every time, I mean, I was just there in November and it was comfortable during the day. It was, there were a few warm days. I was there in May and it was mid nineties, which I thought was fantastic, but you know, that's me. Um, I'm going in February where it's going to be cool. So I don't know. it. And then I look at, here's the other thing. Right, and this sounds really silly, but I'm a um, I actually just saw a meme about this. Oh, look, these pants still have a tag on them. I'm going to, <laughs> they have a tag on them from when I purchased them three years ago. I'm gonna pack these for my vacation. Yeah, that's me. Um, but going when it's cooler, you're packing more stuff because you don't know what type of weather you're going to like hit. So that's like one thing I really love. I wouldn't make my decision based on this, but kind of, but uh, going in the summertime, you can get away with shorts and tank tops and that's it. So I love the summer heat. I'll take it.
0: <laughs> to be fair, Houston, it is a special case in the summer. So it, again, like I haven't been to Florida in the summer in, A long time so my judgment of it is a little bit clouded houston is a is a geographically special location (laughs) where in the summer this this thing comes in and it's like a they basically call it a pressure dome and so it's hot and it's humid and also there's a there's like a literally dome of pressure over the area just because of where we're geographically located with like The Gulf Stream and like how the land cuts down into Mexico. Anyway, so basically, for four months out of the year, whenever we walk outside, we feel like we're gonna die of a heart attack (laughs) because it's the heat and the humidity and the pressure all on your body is like it's really bad. Obviously, Florida is completely (laughs) different, and Orlando's like in the middle of the state and further from the ocean, but. So I'm my judgment might be a little bit clouded.
1: I woke up today and it was six degrees outside. So, yeah, that 98 yeah. degrees is sounding fantastic.
0: Like, why does my face <laughs> hurt?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: But, yeah, so, again, we kind of have our favorite times based on the weather. But there are some pros to the summer, which... I don't know. We're talking about weather, so we might as well just jump into it. Um, Okay, so one of the pros for for me of the summer is the water parks. Yeah. You can go to a water park in March, and if you're from Michigan or some other Midwestern state, (laughs) it'll be, you know, like 75 out, 70, 75, and that's, like, not a big deal. If you're from a southern state it's kind of like freezing, right? People that are born and raised in like Louisiana, Florida, Texas, you know, South, South Texas. Anyway, Northern Texas is like the Midwest. Um, it's going to be more fun to go in the summer. Obviously it'll be more crowded, but there, you know, I've been to the water parks in the summer and they're really fun. So to me, oh, that's I love a park. water parks. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people overlook them. Um, and especially if you're going in the winter months, it, there's usually, there's always one water park open, mm-hmm. but do you, you might not want to go in December, <laughs> you know, it's just like, does it yeah. have the same thing? Doesn't have the same vibe. Right. <laughs> um, so to me, that's a perk. Um, another thing is if I was going in the summer, I don't feel so rushed because it, But again, like if this is your first trip or your first trip in a long time and you're trying to do a lot of stuff, this could be a con. But if you are thinking, I've been to Disney a bunch of times, but I've never been in the summer. Why would I ever go in the summer? I'm telling you, a pro is if you know what you like to do and you've always wanted to take a Disney vacation where you could take like a little break, the summer is a great time to go. because you can take that break in the middle of the day and not feel guilty. And you can go hotel hopping. And you can try that restaurant that you've always wanted to eat at for lunch that's at another resort that you're not staying at, but you didn't want to leave the park to go try it. Well, now you have like, you're not going to be in the park in the middle of the day because it's so hot. Now you have a reason to go try that restaurant. And you don't have to feel bad about it or like you're wasting your time or your money. So, it might it's going to be trade offs because like it's more crowded, so it'll be harder to get dining reservations and um, things like that. But okay, do you have anything else you want to say, like
1: specifically
0: about the weather?
1: Uh, Actually, yes. Disney does not have a dome; they can't (laughs) put it up to prevent the rain. So, like, that's kind of like, I mean, it's Florida, so you don't know what the weather, what the rain's going to hold ever. But obviously, in the summertime, like, you can get spurts of rain. Like, I know when we were there, my gosh, it was James's first visit, right? And we had the stroller. You know, he's 11 months old, and we're going into imagination with Figment, and it was, honestly, God, like a blue sky. It was clear as day and we go in we do the ride we play around in the after the attraction thank you yes and when we get out to the stroller everything is soaked and The sky is blue still. Like, we have no idea. We're thinking somebody dumped water all over and we're looking and there's like random puddles everywhere. Well, apparently, the 20 minutes that we were in this attraction, it had torrentially downpoured for five minutes. But, pro and con, it might rain, but in the summertime, the rain is five minutes long most times and it goes away. So, yeah, that's that's all I got left about weather. I'm pro, I'm pro summer. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Okay. A lot of the other things that we have on our list kind of all go together. So I'm actually going to, I'm going to go over to the park and ride closures next um, just to kind of get it out of the way before we, sort of wrap the rest of our list together into one thing. (laughs) Um, So like I was saying earlier about the water parks, we've got Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach, and one of them is always open, but in the winter months, one of them is always closed for refurbishment. So they'll close down one for like November, December, and then reopen it in January and close the other one down for January and February and then reopen it in March. So usually both of them are open from from sometime in March through sometime in October, but those those winter months from, you know, like the end of October, early November through the end of February or beginning of March, one or the other is closed. So if it's super important to you to you know, like my kids saw a picture of Blizzard Beach and we have to go there, then you're definitely gonna wanna know what months it's closed down if you are thinking of going in one of the winter months. So that's that's something to consider. And then the other thing too is ride closures, right? Like we have like the train station is shut down right now forever. <laughs> Not forever, yeah. really, but it seems like it's already been down forever. Um,
1: it sure does. And
0: Splash Mountain is going to be going down for a reimagining at some point in the future. They, To my knowledge, they still have not announced a date. Um, no, they have not. But if you're like, you know, if you... And also things that are coming. So if you're like, I don't want to go until the Tron light cycle run is open right? We don't have a date for that yet.
1: We'll see in 2024. No, I'm just kidding. I, really I think don't it's going <laughs> to be
0: 2023, honestly, but yeah,
1: it's, um, it's not going to be any times this year.
0: And then uh what's the other one? Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind. They said summer 2022. Well, those of us who know Disney, you know, if you say summer to somebody, they think June, July, August. <laughs> but we know Not summer doesn't end Disney. until September 20th, right? They're talking like summer that. celestial time <laughs> like right when the calendar is officially fall, right? This bef- sometime before the calendar says fall. Um so again, like I wouldn't make my reservations for June thinking it's going to be open because it's the summer because we know that it probably, I mean, it could be the last day of August or it could be September 15th. So I would say if that's really your thing, I would look at like late, late, late September or, or beyond. So those kinds of things and, and you're not, you're not necessarily always going to know that something gets shut down, right? Because Small World out in Disneyland just had a freaking flood <laughs> in December, yeah. right? So if you were, like, really excited to go on that ride, you, you know, it, you can't plan a flood, right? So sometimes things go down and then don't reopen for months, and it's, like, just an all-of-a-sudden thing. Usually you can find out at least a few weeks before something is going down for a refurbishment, so... Keep that in mind.
1: And the other thing too, like if you're looking to do something like, okay, so we'll use your example of, of, of wanting to get there when new things open up, that's all the more reason to, I'm not even going to say call your agent because, uh, well, I'm your agent. So, um, that's all (laughs) the more reason to call me (laughs) and, and basically, you know, put it out there. Listen, you know, we really want to go to Disney. We're we're we are we we do not want to go until this is open. And I have a list. You know, I have a list of here are my clients for this year. Here are my clients for that year. And as soon as I know that something's opening, I'm on it. Like I start, you know, figuring things out, giving you a call, and saying, "All right, let's do this." When what dates are we looking at here? Um, so all the more reason to to have somebody know things for you and work on that for you.
0: A restaurants so. too. Cause I know you were, you had your eyes out for space Two Twenty 20 cause yeah. people wanted to go do that and they wanted to know about when it was opening. So yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the next thing. And again, like Katie said, like when you call to start the process of, you know, deciding and making your reservations, tell her, look like my kid, wants to do this thing so we don't want to schedule anything until we know you know what the day is that this is going to open so she can keep that in mind and guide you from there so yeah okay the rest of these kind of go together so I'm just going to read them off real quick and then we'll we'll just we'll see where the conversation takes us (laughs) (laughs) So the next things to consider are holidays, like the 4th of July, Thanksgiving, New Year's Eve, Easter, Christmas, those kinds of things, special events that Disney has, like they do, they have marathon weekends and they have, you know, special run Disney events and they might have filmings for certain things like their Christmas parade and that, and that. Um mm-hmm. The next thing is convention season. There is such a thing, if you can believe it. (laughs) So you might want to avoid certain hotels at certain times a year because of convention season, um, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, Competitions, like the Pop Warner sports competitions that they do, like the cheerleading. And I think there's like wrestling and all kinds of like sports camps and things like that. Uh, Avoid
1: like the plague. (laughs)
0: um festivals like these are most popular really at epcot the the festival of the arts uh, flower and garden festival food and wine festival festival of the holidays uh also special events uh based on the holidays so the halloween parties that take place at magic kingdom and the christmas parties Mm -hmm. that take place at magic kingdom And then there's, like, after-hours events periodically throughout the year. Uh, So those things can all affect the attendance levels at the park, which kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with scheduling based on your kid's school schedule and, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. So
1: It, it can also affect the clientele.
0: Yeah, because if you are visiting in October, a lot of people are not taking their kids out of school, right? And other than like Columbus Day, there's no breaks in October, really. So you're going to have like an older crowd or and, and then people that have kids that are really little that are not in school yet versus if you go in the summer, you're getting everything. You're getting all of it. All the kids, all the ages, yeah. <laughs> all the different kinds uh, of attitudes.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. And like so to to touch on the um the actually three of them, the special events like the marathons, the competitions and the conventions, those three things especially they have blocks of rooms at specific hotels. So it can affect, if you really wanted to say, like, convention season's nice because for the most part it's adults and a very a calmer crowd, if you will. Um, so you might not get, it might not be that bad to be at certain hotels. But like for Pop Warner, for example, um, I'm sure everybody at some point in their life has watched like dance moms or toddlers and tiaras and i am putting a stereotype out there and i know shame on me but there are such things as dance moms and we know how they are sometimes and it can affect the feel of the hotel when you have these crazy moms that are staying at the hotel with their crazy kids that hotel can be affected too um, by the type of crowd that's there. so I'm
0: going to cut in right here.
1: <laughs> I wish my Dance dad was moms there. are crazy. Uh,
0: just for this one segment. Um, so my cousins, my my dear sweet cousins, uh, Brianna and Jillian, who I love so much, are, they, uh, you know, they did the cheerleading. So they they would go to these competitions at Disney. And these usually are like the end of January and like into February. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and so my dad, my dad was there one time, um, watching the kids get ready, you know, like putting the glitter in their hair and the bows and all that stuff. And he was like, Oh my God, <laughs> he's like, you yeah, had to open the, the, the door <laughs> to the hotel room. Cause there's just like seven curling irons going and it's just like a sauna in there. <laughs> Cause there's just like people coming in and out of hotel rooms and there's curling irons plugged in everywhere. And the girls are doing, you know, that looks, like I can never I could never do the splits in my whole life. I still if you see me doing the splits call 911.
1: Right? <laughs> um, Something's wrong.
0: Yeah. I've like dislocated a, an entire leg, but um yes, they they will take over hotels. So and you'll see them kind of like after their competitions are done for the day, they'll be out in the parks. So certain parks might get busier or there just might be like more crowds around um but generally speaking, like I, I've never had an issue. We stayed at i I've stayed at the all, one of the all-star, I want to say it was movies or music. I don't, when, when they were there and they would be like out on the lawns practicing. Um, and same thing yeah. with Caribbean beach. I stayed there one time with my mom when they were there. And I mean, I don't, they're not loud. They're not like, disrespectful or anything like that. Like I feel like they really were keeping to themselves and they weren't like, you know, trying to like wake people up super early or anything. Yeah, they
1: don't do that. No. No. But when it gets late. Right. But it can be be a
0: challenge in the morning, like, again, if if you find out that they're gonna be there at your hotel, like, you might wait longer in line for breakfast. Yes. Because they're they are co- they're coming out in batches, like right, like this batch of one hundred has to be at this location at seven, and they ha- this next one has to be there at seven thirty. Like it, it can just make you know, like a, just running to get a simple coffee can turn into like a whole thing, right. um And this is the same thing with the convention season, like yeah, over at Coronado Springs, if they've got conventions lined up for several weeks in the summer. I would try to check with that with your with your um, travel advisor because you might want to consider staying at a hotel that does not have a convention center then because right. going right. to get lunch or breakfast can be – and, like, trying to get into one of the lounges in the evening. I mean, if you're, unless you're going by difficult. yourself and you're trying to meet somebody,
1: <laughs> right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the sports thing, when I was there in May – when I was there with um, my niece, my sister in law, and May, and we went to the quiet pool the one day, and there was a cheerleading competition. There was cheerleaders and a whole competition. They were staying at Coronado, which is weird because usually Coronado is not a
0: no. I um, wouldn't think so. A group
1: hotel, right? It's really, it was weird to have groups staying there, but you know it was kind of in the middle of COVID, so it could have been because that's where they had availability, whatever. But we're at the quiet pool, and there's probably like fifteen cheerleaders. And they're not the, you know, grammar school, rah rah, hey, you know, grease lightning kind of cheerleaders. They're in the pool doing baskets, throwing them up in the air. And I'm just sitting there like, Oh my God, they're gonna break a neck! Oh my God, they're gonna land on another <laughs> kid that's in the pool! Oh my God, like none of these kids are even mine, and I'm like sitting there, and every time I see one go in the air, I have like a minor panic attack that something's gonna happen. Like I have my phone on standby to call nine one one. Like, oh, maybe we should go to a different pool. <laughs> but yeah,
0: yeah, I think the sports, the sports ones tend to stick to the all star resorts, so. Movies, music, and sports. And then
1: I would say a little bit at Pop Century
0: and then Caribbean Beach. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the convention, the big convention hotel is, well, I mean, they're really all big convention, you know, the convention hotels are the convention hotels. So these are Coronado Springs, uh, the Contemporary, and all of the resorts around Crescent Lake. So Yacht and Beach Club, Boardwalks One and Dolphin; those are the big ones. They can do conventions at Grand Floridian, but I think most conventions don't go there. They're usually at the other, at the other resorts. So d- those are just things to keep in mind. Um, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: so okay, let's talk about special events really quick because. Another one that can get super crazy is the marathons. Oh my gosh. Yes. A couple of years ago we were there during Marathon Weekend and I'm not going to lie, it was kind of a nightmare <laughs> as as being a guest who is not doing run Disney things and is just there and we had a car cuz we were sort of on property. We're at the Wyndham Bonnet Creek. so it's like right around the corner from Disney Springs but it's basically on property. Um, it's like the good a good neighbor timeshare hotel condo thing. but just like getting buses and just getting to the park in the morning because routes because the route is blocked off, right? So you can't just go driving anywhere because they have the route blocked off for the runners. It's just something it, it kind of blindsided us it, <laughs> because yes. I was because I wasn't I just wasn't thinking about it and right where we were was like right where they were going to be running so it, it's just one of those it's one of those things that I I just wish I would have known about it before cuz then I wouldn't have been so impatient <laughs> right? right
1: I could have like it's packed just- my patience Guess who's going to be there for the Princess Half Marathon?
0: Oh, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. It's, like, right at the beginning of your trip.
1: Sure is. Okay, so, yeah, let me
0: run through these really quick. Just to give everybody an idea of, like, kind of when this could be happening. So, the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend is usually in January. This year, it was January 5th through the 9th. And I want to say that's usually the weekend that they have it, like the first weekend of the month of January, but it's not guaranteed to always be that weekend. So just keep that in mind. The Princess Half Marathon is at the end of February. So this year it's from February 24th through the 27th. And then they have... A run Disney springtime surprise weekend, which is at the end of March. It's March 31st through April 3rd. And then there's no more running because if you run after April 4th in Florida, you will die <laughs> of heat stroke. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the next one then is the wine and dine half marathon in and they don't have the dates announced for that for this year yet, but in 2021 it was November fourth through the seventh. and I think that's pretty standard again that it's usually the first weekend of November.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, keep those in mind. because the parks were insane too. That was the other thing. like we were like, it's January. What the heck? You know <laughs> why is why why am I waiting an hour and a half for Peter Pan? What's happening? Like, I know this line is usually long, but geez, it can, it's a lot of extra people. It, you would be floored at how many people pay hundreds of dollars to run these things. I mean, they look cool. I wish I could run a marathon because some of the pictures they get with like the special characters and stuff they have out on the, on the trail are like super cool. And I'm just, but I just hate running. <laughs> so You'll never see right. me doing that, but, yeah. um, it, and that can take up hotels too, right? Because the runners, like wherever the starting line is or the finishing line is, a lot of them will try to get a hotel that's close to that. So if they're finishing over by like Epcot, a lot of people will try to book like caribbean beach because it's an easy you know or the starting line like people try to book hotels close to the start and the finish line because they don't Mm want to travel that far before or after and so you might see hotels like just randomly book up really fast like why is caribbean beach sold out in march well it's because they're doing this race so
1: yeah yeah the other thing too though with the races like the races start at crack of dawn. Mm. I mean, they have to be at the run. Right. Like they have to be there at like 4am usually. So with that, a lot of times, I mean, these runners, so for anyone that doesn't know, just kind of to touch on run Disney, um, they really do track your minute miles. And if you fall behind you, they take you out of the race. Like you have to actually be, have a certain minute mile. Um, so these race marathons are usually serious runners. So they are getting up at four o'clock in the morning and making sure that they have enough sleep so that they can hit their minute miles. And a lot of them after, because they're up at three three o'clock in the morning, getting ready, they will go back and take a nap after they're done running. So you might not see the park get busy until, you know, two o'clock when they wake up. Um, so you might have a couple hours there. You might have a couple hours when the park first opens where it might be somewhat normal because all these runners are kind of getting their rest. Um, but the later hours hours will start getting a little bit busier.
0: Yeah, and they the run multiple on. races too as the other oh, thing. Yeah. So like on the first day, they'll do a family 5K, you know, right. and that's still happening early in the morning. And they're closing roads, but it's, they're going to be done a lot faster, right? And then the second day they'll do a 10K, and then the third day they'll do the half marathon. And if it is a marathon weekend, then on the fourth day they'll do the actual full-length marathon. So, like, you're going to be there for the half marathon, so that'll be the longest race. But the two days before they're going to be doing the 10k and the 5k or whatever. So yeah, it's like there's still something happening every day. And of course, like those people are also buying park tickets, even though, even the ones that are doing the whole all the races, like I don't know how you oh, run yeah. and then go to the park and then run again I, the next day and then go to the park. Like, I don't know yeah, how do you do that? And not even
1: just go to the park. I mean, a, a lot of these people that run these marathons are going to Epcot after. You're walking 1.2 miles from Mexico to Canada.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep.
1: Didn't you run enough? I know.
0: <laughs> I know it. It's. I'm. It. I, I, I could. I could be convinced to do a 5K, but that would be it. Yeah. Um, Just to like experience it one time, but. Right. mm. Well, and
1: anybody, if you've ever thought about, I I just, you know, since we're talking about it, if you've ever thought about wanting to do a run Disney, I have not. I did have a friend who did a, I think they are still doing it. I could be wrong. Um, You'd have to go to the run Disney website, but they do virtual run Disney's where you have, like, they did it over the summer a couple years ago, I think actually the first year of COVID when Disney was shut down, where you have June, July, and August, and you can set your own time, and you have to, like, send it in, and then you get a real run Disney medal. So if you are interested in ever doing a run Disney event, um, check out the website. They do have virtual ones. Yeah, kind of I thought fun, about doing one.
0: Medal. I thought about doing one, and but swimming it. Like, signing yeah, up cool. to do it. <laughs> And yeah. then send Disney a letter of my track of my like swim track. Cause I, I turn right. my GPS on when I'm swimming and send and be like, I hate running. um So I signed up to do this 5k and I just swam it instead. <laughs> so if you ever decide awesome. to do a swim Disney event, which you could do because I don't know, you own cruise lines and two well, three, actually waterfront, you know, Hilton had Vero beach yeah. and Alani. I, I would be the first person to sign up for an open water swim <laughs> that was right? sponsored yeah. by Disney. <laughs> um, but they probably won't do that. But I mean, they should, because I think it would be awesome. But, um, okay. So let's get into talking about the, the rest of these things, which is, Holidays, festivals, and then the corresponding struggle of availability of park reservations and rooms and dining reservations. (laughs) Um, Because after you've decided who you're going with, how much you can spend, what the cost is going to be, and how long you're going to go for, you're going to actually settle into, you know, do we want to go during the summer? Do we want to go for Halloween and see what that's like? Do we want to go during the, the you know, Christmas holidays? Do we want to go in the spring because the weather seems nicer? This, this is kind of all going to play into that. So what do you want to talk about first, Katie? Festivals or holidays? Uh, let's do Festivals. Okay, let's Okay, so we I mentioned it earlier, we have the festivals all happen at Epcot. But they're big enough deal that they should definitely play into your planning because especially if you're going for a vacation, like a legit, you know, we're going for a five, six, seven day vacation and we're going to do Disney, then this is going to be a big part of your vacation because I would assume you would go to Epcot. So we've got, let me just run through them. Epcot international festival of the arts, which usually runs from mid January through middle to late February. And this one is exactly as it says, the festival of the arts. So they're going to have like a lot of local artists that have. I don't. I don't know how it actually works. I would love to talk to one of the artists that displays there, but I don't know if Disney would let me talk to them. Uh, but basically, they get like a license to create yes. art, Disney that with a Disney subject matter, if you will, to. S- Sell and display at the festival. So there's like painters, there's digital artists, there's, I mean, jewelry. Yeah. Jewelry, like 3D, like sculptures, and even, I know it's not like a sell thing, but like, have you seen the chalk artists? Oh my gosh, oh, yes. They're my, amazing. I know. I think it was last year. Was it last year? Or maybe it was the one before. Yeah. There was like this one that was Alice in Wonderland and it was like you were falling into the rabbit hole. I, yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Oh my god. I can't even like, I mean, I can't even draw anymore.
1: If if you haven't had a chance to see any kind of chalk artist, but like, Google it. The thing, I watched a video on how they actually do it. And it's not just taking a piece. I mean, yes, it's taking a piece of chalk and drawing, but like, there's a whole process to it. Like, they take powder and they wet the, like, chalk powder and they water the powder down and they almost use it like a paste and, like, they paint with the chalk. It's insane. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: it really festival is.
1: Festival is awesome. It it's, is. It's a and really cool is, time.
0: Is this the fifth year, sixth year? It's pretty I, new.
1: Yeah, it is newer. And the other thing, too, that I really like about it. So, I, I'm big. My favorite festival, and I think everybody's favorite festival, is... Fest, uh food and wine festival, right? So each festival has its own pros and cons, and not even cons. Like each festival has its own thing. But the one thing I really like about um the festival of the arts is especially if you're a foodie, the food that's associated with this festival is very artsy. Like it's it, it takes a whole new like way of creating these you know, a deconstructed, I was looking at the food for this year for the festival coming up or that, uh, yeah, that's coming up this week. It starts and they have a deconstructed key lime pie. Oh, that sounds it, awesome. It looks, right. And it looks amazing. So it, it, they, they really take every part of, of that arts, you know, the art and put it into the entire festival. You're not just getting a slider. You're getting some kind of art form of a slider
0: yeah the year that we were there I want to say it had to be 2018 yeah because that's when we so we were there during that time and they had this cookie it was like a sugar cookie in the shape of a painter's palette like with the hole in it for your thumb and everything and then they gave you a pat like it was um this these little tiny cups of colored frosting so you could paint on your on your cookie <laughs> and yeah, i
1: thought it's, it's they- so
0: dumb but it's so it's so cute like how fun especially for so- a, a kid or a forty two year
1: old middle aged woman. <laughs> I I think that I think that cookie is a staple of the Festival of the Arts now because I have seen it on the food list for the past few years. Okay, like that's a big. Seller. It's such a simple thing, like, and it's so much fun. It, um And then, but and that's their way of to getting the kids involved. Where you know people will say, "Well, I don't," you know, "Epcot for my kids." Da da da. Like they, Disney knows, they know that the kid's favorite park is not Epcot. So they try and make sure that there's something for the kids to do and things like that, you know, James would be all over that cookie. Like, so, (laughs) so,
0: um, and then of course they have like special merchandise in addition to like, you can, you, the other cool thing too, is like, they don't just have these booths there with people's art in it and you can go in there and buy it. The actual artist will be in the booth. So you can go in there and you can buy limited edition, like you can buy limited edition things, get them signed, talk to the person Mm -hmm. like for real, like you could have a 10 minute conversation with the artist. Um, So I think if you're somebody who is interested in art or would want to spend money on Disney art, Oh yeah. This is and, and the, like you said too, like they're also looking at art beyond just like things that you can hang on the wall. You've got three D artists, you've got jewelry, you've got the chalk people, you've got food, you know, the food arts that you can participate yeah. and taste. And they're going to ha- also have performing artists out there doing music do. and yep. um, you know, just like all different kinds of performances and things like that. So it's like. Honestly, I feel bad that we didn't get to do more because we had a, a little one with us, but I would love to go, like, I feel like me and you could go do this and it would be super fun. Oh
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing too, so with the artists that's there, like that actually show up, um, they, it alters. So they might only be there for like, you'll get this artist for three days and maybe he's there you know, every other weekend during the festival, but he's only there for three days and they alter it. So it's not the same artist the entire time. They do um, have different artists. And then um, the other thing is they, they let you be the artist. So there's one thing that they do for the festival of the arts every year that they've been doing is a paint by number mural where you can go and um, pick your color And, you know, there's obviously colors that they want you to use, so you can go and pick what color you want. And then they give you a section on this paint by number, big, huge mural, and you get to go to that section and anywhere where, let's say you pick, you know, periwinkle as your color, and that's going to be number two in the section that they gave you anywhere you see the number two, you actually get to paint. So you are now part of being the artist of this huge mural that they're going to have. Um, and then after you paint your section, you get a small souvenir for doing it, too. They give you a, a small little postcard of what the mural is going to look like when it's all painted.
0: Yeah, we saw uh, the year we were there it was like a figment, like a pop art mm-hmm. figment one. I have a terrible photo of myself in front of it, which I will find and probably use as the cover for the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so that's Festival of the Arts. That's January, like mid January to late February. This year, it's the fourteenth mm-hmm. of January through twenty first of February. Um, the next one is the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, which Shh. this is a fun one too. Generally, now it used to really just be from like March to May, but now it's from March second to July fourth. So it's like. Mm-hmm. A long festival, and this is the one where you'll see they put up Disney topiaries all over Epcot. Like all, like if if there's a flower bed somewhere, there's a topiary in it. <laughs> and I, I, you know, shout out to horticulture because uh, every year they nail it, and it's been going on for. Uh, the first time I ever saw it was, like, two, maybe when we worked there, 2001. So it, it, it's been around for decades at this point. Um, and this one, too, they have special merchandise. They have gardening, like, they'll have, like, gardening, what do you want to say, like, booths set up. Yeah. Where you, can cu- you can, like, learn things about, I'm not a gardener. <laughs> I know, right? Watch me kill an aloe plant, which is like, <laughs> you know, like they can handle anything except for me. But... Right. Yeah. But yeah. It, it is a visually stunning time to be at, at oh, Epcot. yeah. I, I think it's the prettiest time to go to Epcot. Agreed. Outside of Christmas, maybe. So... I don't really have like a lot more to say because I haven't been to it. Literally. I haven't been at Disney during flower and garden festival since 2003. Like I
1: actually had to think about it today. (laughs) So. So I was there in May for it and it it's, you know, festival of the arts, the arts is such a big, you know, it's such a widespread thing. Flower and garden. It's, there's no way to explain flower and garden festival. Like you're getting what you're looking at. It's the flower and garden festival. (laughs) Like you have flowers and gardens everywhere. Um, They do still do special events. Like they will still have um, uh, in the American pavilion, they have um, eat to the uh, eat to the beat rock series where they'll have, you know, bands come in in the past. It was bigger bands, but now with every, all the restrictions, They'll have local bands come in. So they will have some, you know, concert, little concerts and stuff going on that are like 20 minutes long. Um, they do have uh, classes again where you can learn different things. Um, all the festivals at Epcot, or at all the festivals in Disney actually. Which basically is Epcot. All of them have food associated with it. So you have kitchens; they call them their outdoor kitchens. They have them all throughout Epcot, all throughout the World Showcase, and um, kind of into Futureland a little bit also. But the food that's at those are going to kind of be associated with things that would be associated with Flower and Garden. So the one location that they had, you had a um, a, a honey like a honey icy almost I mean it wasn't an icy it had more to it than that you weren't just getting the you know shaved ice with honey on it like it had a honey and a milk kind of flavor to it so they associate things that um you would get with thinking of flower and garden they associate that into the food just like they did with with the cookie for festival of the arts. so now you're getting more of honey and, you know, did you know you can eat a carnation and, you know, yeah, things like say, that. out of putting florals. into their drinks and things. Right. Yes.
0: Um, um, and also like so the lavender it, lemonade and lavender everything, yes, lavender yes, cookies. Yes. and <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Um, so it, it's, you know, again, it's, it's hard. You can't really explain flower and garden more than you're getting flowers and gardens all throughout the park. Um, but it is, I do agree with you. It is a beautiful time. They really do nail it. They work really hard on these things. Um, you know, they're they're not just some little front of your house, little tree that's out there. I mean, these things are real life figures that are made out of flowers. So it's pretty cool if you get the opportunity to see it.
0: They also um, in previous years had like a butterfly. Uh, yes thank you garden yes, like a butterfly, butterfly garden like, um but you like walk in yep. so the butterflies are around you uh, yes they have and,
1: monarchs all over and then they, they had, do still do that
0: um I want to say it was in the land pavilion uh and, and I'm pretty sure it was flower and garden festival um like how it was like a Ghirardelli thing like how they go from the bean to the
1: chocolate. I believe that one they do at Food and Wine.
0: Okay. Okay. I knew there was something. Okay.
1: Yes. But yes, they do. Uh, I haven't seen that one in a couple of years. But yes, they were still doing that last time I was there.
0: Okay. Okay. So that's Flower and Garden, usually early March, uh, apparently through the beginning of July now. (laughs) It's just a festival all the time, except for like two weeks in between each one to flip it over. Um, Okay, so then the next one is the Food and Wine Festival, which we don't have dates for that yet this year. But we anticipate that it will be late July through mid-November. And this one, I mean, we've talked about it on this show before and it's this it's kind of the same as the the flower and garden festival it is it is what it says it is it's food and wine festival so they will right. have
1: and beer yeah <laughs>
0: right so they have booths set up representing various countries and you can go up to these booths and try fare that is associated with that region or that country so there's I don't even know how many booths anymore. I feel like they're adding uh, more new than ones 30. Every year.
1: Yeah. There's usually about 30. So
0: in addition to booths that go with the, the countries that actually have pavilions in the world showcase, like France and Italy, Japan, China, uh, United Kingdom, United States, et cetera, et cetera, there'll be other ones there like Brazil, Australia, uh, Poland, Ireland, Greece. Yeah, yeah. So... I and, we love this festival me and you. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's the one so that aside from it being this this festival does have the most kitchens um throughout the festival um being over 30, but this one is the kitchens that are there about 98% of the kitchens are actual like country related Kitchen, So like you said, Brazil, Austra- uh, Australia, Greece, they are kitch- country related kitchens, whereas Flower and Garden Festival and Festival of the Arts, yes, they're going to be a couple like country related kitchens, but they're more of like the fire on the grill kitchen where as you can imagine, would be like ribs and things like that that are grilled. So this one is more themed to country specific cuisine where the other ones are kind of unique themed kitchens, I guess you can yeah. say. I-, I love this festival.
0: Yeah, me too. It's I mean, we used to go here and just eat a meal, like just one mm-hmm. at a time, like we just go hungry and I mean, that's kind of the best way to do it. Um, And there's other things that you can do during this time. Like a lot of, a lot of these festivals too will have special like classes that you can sign up for that they have an additional cost. But this one, I want to say there was a, wasn't there like, isn't there like one or two locations? I want to say Canada and some other place where they do like live presentations Just for people in the park.
1: Yeah. So you can like
0: go sit down and there's a guy like in front of you with a with an oven or a grill or whatever and he's got the headset on and he's telling you what he's doing, what he's making, and you can ask him questions. And Mm -hmm. so if you're if again, if you're a foodie and you want to go try different cuisine and different, you know, specialties that are associated with other countries or regions in the world this is kind of this is it
1: yeah and this one's cool too because you know some sometimes for the other two festivals they'll get special um, uh, chefs that come in but this festival especially the special guests that you have that are doing some of these classes that you can sign up for. And of course, the the price point on these specific classes are going to be a little bit higher, but you're getting like, world-renowned chefs that are coming in. I mean, in the past, they've had um, Kat Cora was there, uh, uh, Emeril Lagasse, um, you know, they've had some big name chefs that have actually been at this festival teaching classes. And you know, they have wine sommeliers that come in that do teach you about wine pairing and, and, you know, what's a good wine to eat with the dark chocolate that you're getting from Ghirardelli's later. And, um, so it actually is, it's a foodies dream to be at this and it is not, I, I will tell you this. So from personal experience, uh, two things, number one, all three festivals, just kind of throwing this out there, all three festivals do have things that are going to be geared for kids. So whereas if you are at Epcot and you go to the different countries that are there, you can do the kid cot and get different things to kind of keep your kid included. The festivals do all have some sort of scavenger hunt that um, you pay a small fee and there's a scavenger hunt to kind of through the countries to kind of keep the kids occupied. And at the end, you actually do get a souvenir for finding the, completing the scavenger hunt. But if you can do this festival without kids, you are—if you are wanting to try everything that is on this list, number one, that budget we talked about early on in the show—it uh, doesn't exist for festivals, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, but. It, it's not a one-day thing. It, you're not going to see it all in one day, it, it, more than likely. Um, it, it's a good couple-day event. When, when Dan and I, the first year that Dan and I did the Food and Wine Festival, we spent three solid days, and we hit every single kitchen, and we tried one to two things from each kitchen and one to two drinks from each kitchen. And we went into the specialty shows, we didn't do any of the extra classes. um, But we did, you know, kind of go in to see what some of the stuff was offered. But you have to take that long, because if you're wanting to try something from all of it, your stomach is not that, you know, you got to take into account that you're eating. And you can't eat, you can eat a lot. And the portion sizes are a little bit small, but you will start filling up. So we spread it out between three days. And we did complete our passport for the food and wine festival. And it was great. It was a ton of fun. Um, but we went down solely for the food and wine festival and it took us three days to get through it all. So,
0: yeah, this goes back to who are you traveling with? What's the purpose of your trip? Right. Right. I wouldn't say like, if you're, if you're wanting to go down for like, you know, five days to a week, that you should even try to do everything but i would just say you know look at the menus pick out a handful of things stop at those booths yeah you know it's a and then you can decide like maybe we want to plan another a long weekend trip in a year or two to go and just do this like and i would say that's probably Mm -hmm. how most people do it because when i took my mom during this time, like we we went in October one year, I want to say it was 2006, 2000, somewhere in there. That was her first experience of food and wine festival. Of course, by then I was already familiar with it because I had worked through several of them, but she was like, oh my God, this is awesome. And then, you know, like a year later, her and my dad went for a long weekend to go do that and it's still like my dad and both of them like they still talk about it all the time so you know it's if you're going with your family and you're trying to have like a a full Disney vacation I wouldn't even say like just don't even try to do all of it because it's it's too much but you can at least experience it and decide if you would want to do it again. Um, Okay, the last one, which we're just going to hit real quick, is the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays, which takes place from mid-November through basically early January. And this is, you know, it's Christmas time at Epcot. So, they're going to have, again, different holiday kitchens. They're going to have different holiday entertainment Uh, Of course, going along with this is, you know, a holiday scavenger hunt and they have like a cookie thing that you can do. In fact, I think it was two episodes ago. I'll link it in the show notes. We did a whole episode about Christmas at Disney. So you can go listen to that and get a little bit more information. But so this is, again, like I said, holidays at Disney. So those are the four festivals that occur They all happen at Epcot. And then, of course, we have holidays. Two holidays in particular, Halloween and Christmas, the Mm -hmm. Christmas New Year. From, oh gosh, what is it now, Katie? Like the middle of August?
1: (laughs) August 16th-ish, usually. There you go. So
0: the middle of August through Halloween night at various nights they will close the Magic Kingdom early to do some type of Halloween after party event. So this year they did an, what's con- called an after hours event. That's usually a little bit more. It's a hard ticket event, which means you have to buy a special ticket specifically for a specific night to go and be a part of the event. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a Halloween party basically. Where you will see characters dressed up in Halloween costumes, and they'll have special
1: get candy. Yes, you can go
0: trick or treating. You can get special. You'll see like special holiday, um, Halloween fireworks and special Halloween parade, and you know things that you can only see at that after hours event. And then also at Christmas, when do they start the Christmas? I guess mid November. Yeah, about mid-November. Through, like, the week before Christmas. Again, Magic Kingdom will close early for this hard-ticketed Christmas event. And it'll be special Christmas fireworks, special Christmas parade, special Christmas, like, treats that you can get. And they just have—it's all special for Christmas, things that you won't experience in the park during, a, during the day, during your regular ticketed day. These things are important to know about, one, if you want to do them. If you want to experience the parks at Halloween, I would say you have to go to one of these Halloween events, right? Right. To get the full effect of it. It's not as necessary at Christmas, <laughs> Which people might yell at me for saying that, but...
1: No, I agree. Yeah, The only thing different with Christmas is you're getting a different firework show.
0: Exactly. So, uh, I mean, there's a vibe. Like, it snows on Main Street. That's not happening during the day for the regular Christmas Day guests. But you still get all the hotels decorated. You still get all the parks decorated. But... Right. Halloween is the one where it really is different and it really is cool to see. So,
1: yeah. And I, I do want to throw this out there and I know it's going to sound like kind of a silly, um, I don't know, not silly, but random thing to kind of throw out there, but just talking about all the food from all the festivals. Cause obviously that was a you know, we talked about all that. And then we just talked about the food and the snacks and the candy that you get at Halloween and the, uh, special snacks you get at Christmas time. There are, you know, if, if you are somebody who you're sitting here listening to this going, well, I have special dietary needs. I can't take advantage of any of this stuff. Why bother? Um, something important to note is Disney knows that Disney knows that there are people that have special dietary needs, whether it's, um, just any type of, of food allergy. And there are specific things that they do have, or they're able to make, um, they can work around what your dietary needs may be when you're going to these festivals. So just because you might have a special, you might have something that you need to, to exclude from your diet, they're able to help you out. So you don't have to miss out on these things because of some type of intolerance that you may have. Um, Disney knows that, and they they do include everybody in these menus.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I know, especially for, like, the festivals at Epcot, well, and really, like, all the restaurants and stuff now, there's, like, always a gluten-free option, a vegan yes. option, a dairy-free option, or an all-three-of-those mm-hmm. option. And, like, with the, shall we say, advancements in food technology (laughs) you know like gluten-free food used to be pretty nasty and now I'm like this you know like bonza noodles are like my favorite noodles now (laughs) (laughs) shout out to the Michigan peeps making pasta uh, gluten-free pasta but um you know so again yes like you can still find like a, a pretty good variety of food at all the Epcot festivals at all the restaurants, even the quick service restaurants and like the snacks, like there's snack, like I've heard people out there that are like very much meat eaters (laughs) say that like the, was it like the Buffalo cauliflower, something, there's some Buffalo cauliflower thing out there that people are like raving about. I, I forget if it's a, yeah. I forget if it's at one of the restaurants or yeah, there's something for everybody, but Yes. So, uh, and then of course, like other holidays, they don't do anything really special. I don't think any more necessarily for Fourth of July.
1: No, but not really. Fourth no. of
0: July is a very busy week. Oh yeah. New Year's Eve. Um, uh, let me say this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've done get to the park at seven.
0: <laughs> I, I've done New Year's Eve at magic kingdom one time and i will die having done new year's eve at magic kingdom one time (laughs) so yes you have to get you have to get to the gate to get in to get to the monorail like at least an hour before the park opens And then you cannot leave the park once you get in. Because if you leave, someone could park hop into the park. And you won't get back in. And you can't get back in. So yep. all I'm going to say is that we rode the train for two hours in the afternoon. <laughs> right. <laughs> because although it's exhausting. But it, it was so yeah. fun. It was so worth it. Like, we got our spot for the you know, for, for the midnight sh- shenanigans at, it was like 7.30. So we just sat there for hours and it, they brought a DJ out at like, I want to say 10 for two hours until the countdown. Yeah. So we were just in that spot for like basically five hours, like from 7.30 to 12.30 in the morning.
1: Right. Right. I was watching videos on on New Year's on on New Year's Day this year, and I'm like, I went over to I to go, Dan, can we please book a trip to go to New Year's on Christ on at Magic Kingdom next year? Uh, no, like, but look at like, there's DJs in all the different lands, and you got a yeah. DJ in Adventureland and one in Fantasyland, and they're I'm like, this is like a giant party. It's awesome. But
0: again, it's like not something I would want to do all the time because it's so crowded no. and yeah. it can be difficult to like, I mean, if you think about like we got our spot at 730 and there was already people in spots. So like we almost waited too long, but we, we did have a good spot. Like we were on the, the we were just in we were between the partner statue and the castle. So like we were close enough oh, where we crime. had like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just and just off to the like just off to the right, if you're looking at the castle. So like we had good yeah. spot, but there was definitely like already people waiting whenever we picked our spot, which was why we were like, Oh geez, people are already waiting. We should probably get something, you know, and then we're just like tag teaming like one of us has to go to the bathroom. So like fight your way out of that crowd while your partner tries to hold your space for you Yeah, (laughs) for like basically 20 minutes by the time you actually get out and get to the bathroom and back, you know, and it's like, if you're going out there, bring back whatever food, like whatever food you see, Yeah, (laughs) because it's just like, for some people it's going to be important to them, to be there for that, you know? So this kind of comes back to what is it important for you to do? What is the point of this trip? Is this the point of this trip to take your first Disney trip and you want it to be as low key as possible? And you want really light crowds because it's your first trip. Then we're going to tell you to go at this certain time of year. This would be the best to go is the purpose of it because you specifically want to experience Halloween party or you specifically want to go to food and wine festival or you know you have a kid that's really into gardening and you really want to go do this you know flower and garden festival and go to this class with your child or is it your honeymoon and you're getting married in October and you're just going on your honeymoon right after your wedding and so that's when you can go what is the purpose of your trip so
1: and, and that honestly, you know, anyone who calls, like that's the hardest thing for me going into to talking to somebody is there are three things that I can't help you with. And that is, when do you want to go? How long do you want to go for? And how much do you want to spend? I can't tell you any of those things. I can meet all of those things. I can do it. But I can't give you that answer. So you, those are the only three things that you have to call me with the information of. And we'll go from there. So, and you know, it, it's important to to know that you don't have to wait. Like don't don't wait, especially if you're wanting something specific. If you're um, you know, if you're all about Epcot Food and Wine Festival and you're planning on going for a long weekend and that's the only thing you're going to do, I'm going to tell you these are the this is the best hotel to stay at. Well, guess what? If that those are your options, the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be to get into that hotel that you want. so booking early is always key because you're never out anything, you know we can make changes, we can fix it, we can change it, we can do whatever you just you want to get something on the books that way you're guaranteed to to at least get what you want, so yeah, because wait.
0: once you start the booking process, you can change the week or
1: you can change everything.
0: You can add days or you can subtract days. Yeah. You can pick a different hotel. Like if a deal comes up where like this deal they just had out was a hundred, was a hundred dollars off a deluxe. Yeah. You know, so if you were, if you were Mm -hmm. like, well, we can't swing a deluxe because it's just a little bit out of our budget. So we're going to do moderate. And then all of a sudden this deal comes out. Where it's like, oh, well, with the deal we could afford Deluxe, Katie can switch you from Caribbean Beach over to Yacht Club or, um, right. you know, with the deal applied. So, okay, so I just want to really quick before we wrap up, because the question we're going to get is, what do you think is the best time to go? <laughs> so even after all of that, like I said, it's a loaded question, but... For it, it is. for you, Katie, for you and your husband and your child, just the three of you, what do you think is the best time for your family to go?
1: For our family to go, knowing the difference in opinion that Dan and I have with weather, the best time to go is the end of February, beginning of March. Now, is that when I want to go? No, but I'm thinking of two other people who don't like the heat like I do. So I I draw I draw the short I draw the short straw. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, you know, you get you get a good festival in there. You have great weather for the most part. It's it's comfortable weather. Um, it's it's tolerable for me weatherwise. Um, there's there's plenty going on. There's not a lot of extra things happening where besides the festival, I, I truly think the beginning of March is is a really great time to go.
0: So for my family and by my family, I mean just my husband and I, the best time for us to go is basically anything outside of April through, middle of October. So basically we would go from the end of, or from like the middle of, of October through March. And at that point, like I can handle a little more heat. So I could, I could go in April. I could really go all summer, but he is just like, I don't, he would, he wouldn't enjoy it. So, yeah. so a lot of our decisions would be based on the weather. And then Uh, The next thing we would look at is, okay, so these are the months that we could go. Would we rather go do a Halloween thing or Christmas? Or should we go earlier in the year for like Valentine's Day? You know, so that that would be like the next Mm -hmm. thing we would be like, you know, and then what are the crowds and those kinds of things. Now, how about if you're taking a solo trip, what is the best time to go for
1: you? May, end of May. Uh, middle of May. Well, and anytime between the middle of May to August, realistically. It's a little bit more crowded, but you have the heat. You're not having, I'm, I'm not having to worry about a cranky child in the middle of the afternoon. So I can take a break whenever I see fit, whenever I personally get exhausted because of the heat. So my, my heat tolerance is a lot better. I would have absolutely zero issue with going, when the center of the sun is inside of Disney World, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know it is a little bit crowded. It's a little bit more crowded, but I'm by myself, so I'm being a I- I'm able to take advantage of those single rider lines and um, uh, stuff like that. So,
0: and, and for myself, I would say early to mid April. And then basically any time in October, because it's still a little bit warmer in both of those months. They're, they're pretty similar yeah. weather-wise, April and October. It's not, it's not hot, right? I mean, it could be technically. In early October, it could still be in the 90s. Uh, but it's not oppressively hot, Right? So it's warm enough where you can still wear shorts, you can wear jeans at night, it's warm enough during the day you can go swimming and it's super comfortable, you can go to a water park, it's not super crowded during those times, like the kids are in school, so there's a little bit mm-hmm. less crowds, like a little more low to moderate. Uh, it's not super expensive at those times of year, like outside of, if you stay outside of like the week of Halloween and the week of Easter. It's going to be a little bit less expensive. It'll be easier to book the hotel you want. Uh, so those are like, if I'm going by myself, or if I get to plan the trip how I want, I'm probably looking at, yeah, late March through like mid April, and then any time in October. How about extended family wise? Because I know that's another big trend that Disney is seeing: extended families. What's the best time to go for an extended family?
1: That's a hard one. I mean, I look at so if I'm looking at my if I'm looking at my extended family, um, the best time for us to go based on schedules and kids is the summertime, and then and and honestly, like the end of August, because since we are in uh, Western New York and and our schools don't start until after Labor Day and everyone else goes back to school the end, you know, towards the end of August, the end of August for us is perfect for my family. If we're talking about Dan's extended family, none of them can handle the heat. Um, they don't like it. There's there's um, things that have to be taken into account. And uh February, March is the perfect time Be, for Dan's extended family. We have the only thing we have to consider is weather for his family. That's the biggest thing. We try to avoid having my nieces and nephews taken out of school because they are a little bit older. So it is harder for them. But February and March are, are good weather wise t- times for that family. How about you?
0: Yeah, for us, it's January, February. Yeah, Because my dad and my brother, they're, you know, they're in the same business and their busy season starts in March. So leaving basically after the middle of March is not like it, they're like it super busy, like sun up to sun down, busy, <laughs> seven days yeah. a week, busy. So leaving would really cut into their business. So. And most of them would prefer not to be there in the hot summer. So they take vacations elsewhere in the summer. Like mm-hmm. literally in the summer, they go north. <laughs> they go to <laughs> northern Michigan in the summer. <laughs> no one is going south in the summer. Uh, so and then again like October like as much as everybody would love to go during that time it would have to be planned out like it would have to be planned out well in advance for them to even consider going in October because that again is like very busy season for them and then you know and then you're into the Christmas holiday so it's really it's January February See, So you can see just from our answers on those three different topics, how varied it is and how it really depends on who you're traveling with and what you want to do. When is the best time Mm -hmm. to go? So this is one of those things where it's I can't just tell you the answer. So, which is why we (laughs) were able to just talk about this for an hour and a half. Again, you there's a lot of. Things. And Katie always wants to make sure that you get to do the things that you want to do. So whatever your priorities are, she's going to try to find a way like she's going to try to find the week or the days or the deal or the discount that is going to help you get to do all of those things. But there are things that you have to take into account because this is an expensive vacation, and
1: yeah
0: you know you want to make sure that you get your money's worth
1: yeah and you're not going to see it all in one trip no you know and 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 that's you know when should you go it your answer cannot be when i can see everything because i'll be honest with you now granted okay i've been there multiple times i mean february will be my third time in 9 months it'll be my third time going to disney in 9 months and this trip we're going on will be for just under two weeks. And if it was my first time going to Disney, that those 12 days, we would not see everything in those 12 days. And it's 12 days that, you know, there's just so much to do. So your answer cannot be, I want to go for when I can see everything. You're not going to.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: But I'll help you see a lot of it. Yeah. and, And we'll get, you know, the most of it. And I'm very good at, you know, I'm very good at what I do and I'm very good at not wasting time and and, um you know, making sure that you're taking advantage of being in the right place at the right time and using that dead time to do certain things. I'm very good at that and I will help you do that. So I will help you get to see a lot. But, you know, we just got to know when you want to go.
0: So, okay, I am going to put kind of a breakdown of this in our expanded show notes. So basically like a list of questions, kind of like a worksheet for you to print off and fill in what you know. So when you do call Katie, you can say, hey, <laughs> I actually did this worksheet and this is what we know so far. So it can kind of help you work out in your brain what possible dates date ranges or times of year that you could go and then that'll make her job easier because she can immediately come back to you with okay here's this this and this as far as like what's available and how busy it's going to be and that those kinds of things so look for that in the expanded show notes do you have any final thoughts katie
1: Don't wait till the last minute. That's my biggest, that's my biggest uh, piece of advice for anything is don't, don't have a list of stuff you want to do and say you want to go in two weeks because it's going to be very, it's not impossible, but it's hard to get that kind of preparation. So yeah, (laughs) don't, don't wait till the last minute.
0: Okay. All right. We are pulling up to our stop. Uh, I do want to invite you guys to head over to our Main and Magic Friends Facebook group and let us know if you listened and what your thoughts are. If you are if you're a frequent Disney person, like drop us a comment and say, hey, the best I think the best time to go is this time because X, Y, Z. I'd love to hear people's opinions on this because they are, I mean, obviously, just between the two of us, the opinions are varied. <laughs> um, um, yes. So jump over there and let us know. Uh, and I'd also appreciate if you guys can take a second to leave us a review on iTunes, or you can leave a review as a comment on the expanded show notes on our website which I said I would link that with this episode. So uh, with that, I just want to wish you all a great week and say we'll see you real soon.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: Okay. Yay. We definitely spent an hour talking about festivals. (laughs) Which we are clearly very passionate about. Uh, Very. (laughs) That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. Thanks to my guest, Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. If you're heading to the Disney parks or looking at booking a Disney cruise or adventures by Disney experience, Katie can help you get the best prices and discounts along with custom planning and itineraries all at no cost to you. You can find her online at picturesandpostcardstravel.com or email her directly at kfisher at nyaaa.com. Now that you've had a listen, we invite you to join our Main and Magic Friends community on Facebook to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to share an idea, story, or photo and connect with other Disney fans. You can also ask questions, get and give advice, post updates from the parks, and just have some fun head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash main and magic to join. Also be sure to follow us on Instagram at main and magic. If you've got a comment or question, you can email me at main and magic at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website at main and magic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on social media and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thank you so much for listening, and of course, in the Disney tradition around here, we don't like to say goodbye, so we say, see you real soon!